You're looking a little blurry, Brie. There it goes. All right. Technical difficulties. Cody! <laughs> Was it Cody? Is it Cody? Yeah. We have a new tech guy, guys. We do. His name is Cody. But also we don't. Yes, we do. A Stop lying. Agent Cody Banks. Cody has bangs? Banks. Cody Banks? Yeah. You remember Cody Banks? Agent oh, Cody Banks? Yeah. Frank Muniz? Yeah. Why are they both right here? Like, I don't know. They're being hella annoying, it looks like. <laughs> I'm glad they're over on your side. For now. For now. Yeah. What are you eating? Jesse's eating his hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're both staring at me for some <laughs> They keep looking at me like, like I have something. Have Do you have treats, mother? Mother the rest? We really just need someone here that's like with us. We need someone to hold our hands. Yes. Please come hold our hands, someone. Um, so we cleaned up the studio. We're having family bonding night with each other. Um, we're gonna hang out. Yeah. But we have to record first, so you know. We're doing We we're, get to record. We get first. to record yeah. first. I'm excited to tell you my story. Um oh cactus. Okay. So I've been meaning to tell you this for weeks. So do you, have you seen the cactus that's in my window where yes. my dishes are? Yes. It's a real cactus. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to my sister about it the other day because we were talking about plants. Or actually, it was like weeks ago. And I was like, oh, I was like, my plants inside are doing so good. I was like, I hardly even water them. I always forget to water them. I was like, I probably water them like every two or three months. What? And they're, they do so good. Like that cactus does so yeah. well. And I was like, yeah, it even has a purple flower on it thing. And I was like, and I, as I'm telling her, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a second. And she's like, what? And I was like, everything has been a lie. And she's like, what? And I was like, everything is a lie. <laughs> and I pulled out the cactus and there's hot glue on the flower. It's Aww, a fake flower. Yeah. But the cactus is real. But now all I see is because I slightly like turned it into uh -huh. not. Now you can actually see like the hot glue glisten. Oh, no. I guess I just had it at an angle where just the flower <laughs> was seen. And so this whole time I thought I had like this perfectly bloomed flower that never died and never like wilted or anything on my cactus. But no, it, it's lies. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's I weird that they would hot glue. I think it's common because like people will hot glue like googly eyes. Oh. Google AI's could be awesome on my cactus. That would be <gasps> cute. It could have real personality. Have you seen those ones that, like, they're magnets <gasps> of googly eyes? Like, you can do it on each side of the plant. Oh, my gosh. I need this in my life. I don't even have a name for my cactus. My other ones have names. Yeah. That's, that's weird. weird. You should call it cacti. Cacti. C-A-C-T-I-E. I could call it Sparky or uh, Spike. Spike, that's Spike original. from Buffy. I like it. Yeah, um, it's cool. Uh, did I ever tell you? Were we friends when I realized that I had a fake plant <laughs> and I kept watering it? <laughs> no. 
like I ended up taking it apart like it was like on top of something and I took it out of the pot and it was like hot glued to the bottom <laughs> like a fucking moron my stepmom has this tomato plant in her house and it looks really real and a lot of times when she has new people come over she'll say do you mind putting some water in that plant for me <laughs> I've done it I'm pretty sure she, I've got I'm pretty sure she's gotten me twice I don't even know how she got me the second time I'm just I'm just a moron yeah but uh she, that's something that she does she'll ask people to water her plant it's a fake plant <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good it's cute uh my a friend of mine on Facebook she posted that today actually she said um this plant that she's had for like years and years and years and it's always been like super healthy suddenly just like up and died and she's like it's so weird that it ha it did that and then she caught her her two-year-old i think she's two or maybe she just turned one uh putting gatorade <gasps> watering it with gatorade oh no and she's like nope that would be the reason why oh no <laughs> oh Deep. science fair project me back in like high school would have been like I should test this because that was one of my science fair projects was to water plants with different things. But really, I just did it like the week before we had like months to prepare. And I just yeah. did it like the week before. And I was like, quick, quick, water it with some coffee, water it with some milk and then do one with water. The, the they water, all did fine. They all did fine. Yeah, because it was only a week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very I bad project. I have a question for you. Shoot. All right. If you could invite three people to dinner, living or dead, who would you invite? Like anyone in the world? Anyone. Uh, my pop-pop and my great pop-pop. Oh. Damn, that's hard. Chris Pratt. Course. What an awkward conversation that was. Oh be. no, they would totally get oh, along would, with him. Would they? He has okay. very similar views because he's very yes. like you know yeah. down to earth and yeah. I love that. Yeah, they would totally. I'm sure they would get along. I know my pop pop would. I don't. I never knew my great pop pop, but I've heard he's awesome. He sounded really cool. Yeah, but I love my pop pop. Oh, awesome. I love that. Yes. Aww. I have a question for you. Okay. What's your favorite corny joke? corny joke yep okay so there were <laughs> you have one like right off the right bat. off my back so do i it's okay okay so there were three olives rolling on the table okay and one fell off and the one on the tape one of the ones on the table leaned over and they said oh you're right and the one on the ground looked up and said yes olive <laughs> That's cute. It's like my joke. <laughs> <laughs> what did the fish say after running into the concrete wall? What? Damn! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh, I that love that. That, that was a good one. Uh, for our listeners, even though y'all don't like answering my questions, that's okay. Uh, I I answer. We them. gotta get we gotta get people on board. Y'all start to get y'all gotta get rolling. I'll start posting on the Facebook page as well. Um, so. I was making ramen today for my two-year-old because ramen's the bomb. Bomb.com. Oh. Just like your basic, you know, college ramen. Yeah. You don't put anything special in it? Uh, She likes cheese in it. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. She the likes cheese in it now. Guys, if 
you want a cheap hack for spicing up your ra- 25 cent ramen. It's probably like 50 cents now. Yeah. Um, put a, uh, a slice of American cheese inside your noodles. Yeah. I, I thought Amy was ridiculous. But yeah, that I thought you were crazy for saying that. And I thought that sounded disgusting because cheese and like, it just doesn't sound right. No, to me. it doesn't. But I finally tried it like a month. You told me this months and months yeah. ago. And I finally tried it like a month ago. And I was like, well, hot damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. And my kids like you it. You don't taste the cheese, but it makes no. it creamier. But I mean, like, although I don't mind tasting the cheese, I added sure. extra cheese to Natalie's because Natalie likes a little extra cheese. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Cheese in your ramen, guys. Amy's a genius. Um, didn't you tell me peanut butter in your ramen too? Nope. Peanut butter on your hot dogs. Peanut butter on your hot dogs. Uh, that's the only way I eat my hot dogs. I think Rick's old coworker told him about peanut butter, like a little spoonful of peanut butter in your ramen makes it taste yummy too. Oh, like Thai. Probably yeah, like Thai noodles. Yeah. Cause like pad Thai, they yeah. put peanut butter and everything. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. What's, what is your go-to ramen flavor, guys? Did I already say that? No. No, did I that. did not. That's my question. What is your go-to ramen flavor? Because there's like a bunch. I'm super basic. I, I like the chicken. Yeah. yeah. I really like chicken Thank ramen. You. I also like beef. I have never tried shrimp. I want to. But, like, we don't have a grocery store around here that sells, like, them one at, like. Individually? Yeah. Do we? I know uh, they sell the big boxes of them, which is super cheap. I don't think they do. But, yeah, like, I remember back home, like, they would yeah. have the grocery stores, and you could just buy whatever flavors you yeah, want. They should have, like, foods. a build your ramen box. And would oh, you buy, like, a bunch of them to build a box? Like, they do with, like, beer at some stores. Yeah. <laughs> oh, build your smart. ramen box. <laughs> but I, I, I've heard this, the shrimp one's good. I've heard the spicy one's good. They've got, like, flavors of ramen. Oreo-flavored yeah. ramen. Ew. Not really. <laughs> okay. I was like, what the heck? Rick, we, Rick need to question so- we already need to question society. Rick loves all of those flavors. He, he'll he he'll eat any of them. I love ramen. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. So good. So I grew good. up on a lot of ramen. And and you can really, like, spice it up. So, yeah. like, I, I put, um, I normally don't do the cheese unless we have Kraft American yeah. cheese because we normally don't have it. But I'll put uh, onion powder, garlic powder in it. And then, obviously, butter. And then I will put a little bit of hoisin sauce in it. A soft-boiled egg. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, I like that TikTok ramen. Yeah, the TikTok ramen is good. the brown sugar and the uh, soy sauce and the red pepper flakes. Yeah. And the egg. Oh, man. So good. Um, There's another one in my TikTok cooking book that has, like, cream in it. It's got, like, heavy cream in it. And sriracha. It's really good. Do you use the normal... uh, the the top ramen noodles yeah. oh, okay yeah um kylie jenner came out with uh like years ago she talked about uh how she spices up her top ramen and rick got real upset because he's like i i i did that's my recipe like i came up with that and she was like getting her i was like i'm pretty sure kylie jenner doesn't spy on you in the kitchen yeah you just <laughs> both happen to have the same genius ideas yeah Calm down. <laughs> but yeah anyways what does yeah. she do i don't remember oh okay but he's like that's that was something that he did and now he's learned like you can do more than just yeah, what he was you doing Add so much to your ramen i know it's so good how do you eat your ramen, guys? Or what's your favorite, what's your go-to ramen? And Alice o- only will you eat 
her ramen with chopsticks. Of course. She's she's cool like that. She's, she's bougie. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Super Do you have a neighborhood story for me? Super American. Very American. Asian food. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. All right. It says, well, it's a note. And it says, Dear Hagrid, I understand you're half giant, but could you try to be a little more light-footed? P.S. If you're not Hagrid, stop fucking stomping around. It's pissing me off. Sincerely, Harry Potter, apartment under the stairs. Aw, Brie, that's so up your alley. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, that's my story tonight. <laughs> Cute. Aw. Cute. So, do you have a story? I do have a story. It's not scary. It's not murdery. Good, because mine's really scary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, mine is not murdery. And people did die. I had to read, uh, like, 19-page, 19-chapter book. Oh, my gosh. Multiple podcasts. and Was so, it, like, a paper book, or was it, like, an audible? I'm not going to lie. It's an audible. There's no shame in that. No shame. But So, I didn't read it. But I wanted, I watched multiple YouTube channels, and I, I, I don't know. I guess, like, I did it. So, the most... Infor- the most information I got was from the book and so if you guys want to read the book it was I got it on audible and I think it was like 10 bucks and it was super informative super 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 informative like went way into the story rather than like everything else that I was reading it w- or hearing and, and reading it was very uh, shallow in, in the sense of what the information had. Right. So, strongly suggest the book. I don't have the name of it right now on the top of my head. Um, but, you know phone. what? I'll, I'll look at, I'll, I'll tell you the name of yeah, the book the at the end. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you about Mary M- Malloy. Malone. Mary Malone. Mary Malone. Yeah, like Post Malone. I was about to say, like Post Malone. Yeah. Mary was born on September 23rd, 1869 in Cookstown, Ireland. This is an old story. This is a very you old story. You haven't done an old story in a minute. Yeah. Uh, there's hardly anything about her childhood. Um, her parents were either too sick to care for her because uh, of the outbreaks that were going on, like the disease outbreaks um, during that time, or she was old enough to be on her own. Um, because she ended up immigrating from Ireland to the United States in either 1883 or 1884, and she was, like, 15 at the time. Okay. She first lived with her aunt and uncle that already lived in New York. Uh, They had immigrated, like, prior to her, and so she moved in with them for a little bit, and then eventually moved out and became a maid for some families. Very common for irish immigrants mm-hmm. to become uh, uh servants or you know work in that trade yeah she worked her way up the ranks until she finally became a cook uh which is like one of the highest statuses for that trade right was to be a cook um the kitchen she cooked good and that's how, it, like, she was a maid. She would do work in the laundry. Like, being a launderer was, like, the lowest level. 
and like she was working her way up one of her uh employers realized like hey she's actually really good at cooking and they threw her in the kitchen and she just that was her thing nice uh in, in 1900, in 1900, she got her first job as a cook, and she loved it. The kitchen was her domain. She was the boss of it. She what she said went. Her duties went beyond just cooking, though. She was you said required duties. <laughs> boobies. Uh, her duties went beyond just cooking. She was required to wash the dishes clean the kitchen, and even sweep and mop the hallway and the entrances to the kitchen. So she she took just, care of the kitchen. She took care of the kitchen. She didn't have people working for her right. doing the, that stuff. Mary was really good at what she did. She would often be poached by other household employers for a larger wage. They'd be like, we'll give you a, like a 50 cent raise if you come and work for us. Oh. Which, I mean. That's a lot. Yeah. Um. She, and of course, as an Irish immigrant during the early 1900s, you don't turn down money. Right. So, in total, she worked for eight families between 1900 and 1907. So, she really jumped around a whole lot, more than likely because she was being poached by other families, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. She became money. Yeah. She became famous within the Upper East Side of New York or Manhattan uh, for her peach ice cream. It was delicious and refreshing to have good. during a hot summer. Yeah. And like the peaches were fresh. Oh, yeah. Just refreshing. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I don't know if she like the peaches were just like on top of just like vanilla ice cream or if she made. She probably made it. That sounds mm-hmm. it sounds like she would have made it. But normally, peaches have to be rendered down in or like cooked and rendered down into a sauce. Just okay. Just uh, you don't know what I know, so okay, okay. Um, I think she just kind of like would mix the peaches into it, like okay. Maybe she made her own, own vanilla ice cream and then put the peaches with it. Maybe, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that was rude. You you will find out in just a second. All right. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I, I sense some foreshadowing. But anyway, yes, continue. There, there is definitely foreshadowing. <laughs> Speaking in that. of foreshadowing, you'll find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you foreshadowing foreshadowing? Am I? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, so she became famous for that ice cream at her first job in Mamaronic, New York. I probably butchered that. The residents developed typhoid fever. Oh, that sucks. So, for those that don't know what typhoid fever is, um, it's caused by a bacteria. I'm not going to get into it, but this is what the CDC says. People infected with this can spread it to others. It typically happens when an infected person uses the bathroom and does not wash their hands. The bacteria can stay on their hands and contaminate everything that person touches, including food and drinks. I think that's how any disease happens. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In countries with poor sanitation, the water used to rinse and prepare food and drinks, including tap water, can also be contaminated with these bacteria. Travelers whose food or drinks are contaminated with this bacteria can then get sick. Here are the symptoms of... According to the CDC, because I looked it up, 
um, this these are the symptoms. Usually it takes about a week for symptoms to develop. So you can have it and not even know that you have it. Fevers, you, you'll get a fever between 103 and 104. Weakness, stomach pain, headache, diarrhea, or constipation. Cough, loss of appetite. Uh, some have a rash, internal bleeding, and death can occur if you're not treated properly. COVID. Basically. <laughs> or really bad flu. <laughs> really bad stomach bug, yeah. yeah. So after the fam- this family got sick, she, uh, Mary dipped out, out of, you know, and went and worked somewhere else. Okay. At this time, typhoid was known as the unsanitary disease. Oh, my gosh. Every disease is caused by not being, like, germs. Correct. You're you're not wrong, but this is, just like. wasn't as, like, I don't know. Uh, ex- a, could you imagine if COVID like, was considered. It sounds like they were treating people as if they were dirty and gross. Yes. No, that's... But, like, it's normal. Yeah. No, that's... that's But it's a different time. It's a different time. But, I mean, even, like, I think it's a little bit different now because we're more aware. Right. So, like, uh, COVID, if you got COVID, it didn't mean that you're dirty. No. It just was a, a matter of... You're freaking unlucky, and you were around someone that had it. Yeah, at some and point. it was airborne as well. Yeah. So, and this is not airborne. This one was you, bacterial. Yeah, bacterial. You um, have to touch something. Yes. That someone else. And touched. it has to. You have to consume it. Okay. Right. Oh. Okay. So, so like the food or the drink. Correct. So I mean, unless like someone touched the table, and then you went and touched that table, and then you put your hands in your mouth. Okay. Like it has to. It has I do that all the time. You put your hands in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I like touch things and I put my hands in my mouth. Yeah, like the whole hand. Yeah, and sometimes I just put things in my mouth. Can you put your hand, in, your fist in your hand? My fist in my mouth. <laughs> Can I put my fist in my hand? Yes. Boop <laughs> 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 Um, your fist in your mouth. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, your hands are probably filthy. Let me finish this drink. Um, <laughs> my sister can. My oh. sister Katie can. Don't you haven't washed your hands? Ew, Brie. I heard that someone else can, so I'm like, oh, it's on. Yeah. I don't think I can actually. I can't. I've tried. I have a very small mouth. I think I do too. For okay. as much shit that comes out of my mouth, my mouth is kind of small. Yeah, mine is. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you don't have enough room for your teeth. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rip okay. Teeth. Um. So. Uh, only the lower class was known to get this disease uh, because they didn't have access to clean water. So those in the upper class, if you were infected, you looked dirty. Kind of like what we talked about. Ew. You got sick? Ew. You have typhoid fever? Ew. So there's something that I have to tell you about, Mary. Oh, gosh. There's something about Mary. Remember when we were talking about that in the car and I was just like, (laughs) so um mary was a carrier of typhoid fever she She must have not known she was never sick but it was predicted that her mother got sick when she was pregnant with her and that's how she was got the disease and was a carrier but she was it was not like active or something like, you know how you can be asymptomatic? Yeah. That's what she was. She was asymptomatic. For her whole life? Her whole life. Okay. So, um, 
There are other diseases. Like that are my like mom that. is a, a carrier for strep throat. Oh, okay. She uh, uh, she's a carrier for strep throat, but she doesn't and like strep B. Right. I think you could be like a carrier for like the what's the kissing disease? Uh, mono. Yeah. Yeah. But you might not actually like show it. Yeah, I'm a carrier for strep B. I don't know. I had my tonsils removed. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> you get the picture. Yeah. So she was a carrier. She'd never had symptoms. She never knew that she had it. Um, in the eight years she was a cook, she infected seven out of the eight families that she worked for. 22 out of those eight families, 22 individuals got sick and one died. Oh, damn. So, because she didn't stay long at each job and never left a forwarding address, it was hard for someone to track her down and be like, Mary, knock it off. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop cooking. So, in 1906, she was hired to cook for Charles Henry Warren. A banker for the wealthiest family in New York, including the Hearst family. You know who the Hearst family is? A couple stories ago, I did a story about the family that wouldn't do a kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, them? Like yeah. that actual family? Well. Just someone the in line. Her, the line. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So, full circle here. But foreshadowing or aftershadowing. Aftershadowing. <laughs> So they brought her well, foreshadowing because it's before. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but it's also after. Is this a prequel or this is so confusing? This is kind of like Star Wars <laughs> where like the older, you know, stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to give you the, the other juice first to yeah. see if it would stick. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a lot of interesting titles for this episode. Yes, we are. Yeah. So they brought her, so the Warren family brought her to the summer rental home, to their summer summer rental home in Oyster Bay. So they didn't own it, but they rented it every summer. Okay. The community was littered with big wig names. Even President Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Ugh. Dude, you got your hands in everything. He has his hands in He's everything. He's got his hands in typhoid fever. <laughs> um would vacation there every summer. Of course he would. Yeah. He vacationed everywhere. What, did the, was this guy even a president? It, He's he always even? staying at hotels. What are you doing, He's Teddy? He's so busy. I want to meet this guy. He I, sounds awesome. I would love to have. I, I would invite him. Just All to I hear picture the is Robin Williams because of I know, the museum. Too. <laughs> but you know what would be fun is to sit down and, and have a dinner with him. Yeah. 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 I changed my mind. He's Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> No, I'm keeping Chris Pratt. Sorry. Okay. I have to tell you something. In fifth grade, we had to write, like, this, do this project about. I never asked you. Huh? I never asked you in return for that question. Oh, that's okay. Um, Because I'm telling you right now. So, uh, we had to do a project of, you had to pick, like, six people or something like that to have a dinner with and why you would want to do it and how you think, like, the conversations would go and stuff. And what would you serve? I would, I said spaghetti. (laughs) <laughs> solid everyone likes it everyone likes and it and you can't mess it up exactly i chose uh i chose george bush because he was the president at the time okay um and i w- i chose teddy roosevelt uh president carter 
because I had done a previous project on him. Okay. Um, did you know that he had a peanut farm? Nope. Yeah, he did. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I made a peanut. And, like, I made him out of a peanut shell. Anyways, that's a side, another side. But anyways, so, and then I said Teddy Roosevelt and then my grandpa Poppy. And I want to say it was Oprah. Oh, uh, the Pope at the time. And I okay. think. <laughs> and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Such a, like variety of like different because i had questions for all of them (laughs) but my poppy because like he's super i love him so much but so nowadays probably teddy roosevelt because i i have so many questions for him yeah teddy my poppy ted teddy come Um, on come up some spaghetti teddy (laughs) Uh, teddy's eating some spaghetti so (laughs) teddy teddy roosevelt my poppy and because I miss him so much, and again, he's so smart. Um, oh, I also said Jesus. I know I said Jesus in it. I mean, he would be really interesting to hear from. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then I don't know, maybe like someone smart. I don't know who else I would pick. I just want I want to sit down with Teddy Roosevelt and my, my just some interesting people. Maybe, like, a famous person, you know? Like, I guess Hitler. You can yes. ask him some questions. You know, I would really like to What the to f- is wrong with you, dude? Yeah, and then also, like, stab him. Yeah. With a f- knife between his <laughs> eyes. Um, I wouldn't want to meet a serial killer because I wouldn't want that to be, like, the topic of the whole dinner. But you know? on the other hand, it would be interesting. No, I would love <clears throat> to talk to one and like right. interview them. But I don't. I, I not for dinner. Maybe yeah, like not for tea. dinner. Maybe yeah, tea. <laughs> like a one-on-one thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else. Maybe like maybe like Chris Pratt. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman would be a good one. Oh, he's man. pretty smart. I love. Did you know he didn't finish high school? I did not. Oh yes, I did know that because yeah. I remember he talked about that. Yeah. <clears throat> J- yes, Jason Bateman would be a good one. <laughs> oh, do you know? Uh, totally getting Maybe Kim topic. Kardashian. <laughs> a just Kardashian. So that, so, oh, my God. Just so God. she can go. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so annoying. I'd be <laughs> like, uh, I would want her there just so I could ask her to leave. You know what? I love that. I love <laughs> Cause that. Because I feel like I would be judged the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> She'd just, like, look Are at you, you really like this. eating your food that way? That would be Courtney Kardashian. Oh, is that Courtney? Oh, yeah. that does that? Okay. Yeah. I don't know which one's which. I never Courtney seen the show. I just way, see the TikToks. Courtney is way more judgmental. I can't believe you're doing that. Very monotone. That that yeah. one girl that does her yeah, impression. She's, so she's hilarious. <laughs> and then it makes me actually want to watch the Kardashians. It's the, can't uh Courtney, I love it when not a joke. Like <laughs> with the hands. <Yes>. Like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is it pretty spot on? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Anyways, awesome. you know, uh, the Kardashians have sent her stuff. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, wow. Segway. Long, yeah. Long, long there. Um, so. Teddy. Teddy. So he, he wow. also. Yeah. Um, he also would vacation there. Okay. The family Mary was cooking for got sick with the fever, obviously. And they all went back home to heal, back to Manhattan. 
The owner of the house knew he wasn't going to be able to rent his home again until he got to the bottom of how a clean, healthy family could have gotten sick with such a dirty disease. So this, the owner hired a professional to get to the bottom of it. So he hired George Soper, who worked for the Health and Safety Department of New York. And he said, don't stop until you find out what is causing this disease. I mean, that's fair. It's fair. Yeah. They tested all the pipes, the lines, the walls, literally everything inside the house, and everything came back negative. So they're like, what the heck? So George determined it had to have come from inside the house. I mean, outside of the house. Okay. It's coming from outside the house. After speaking with the family, he narrowed it down to Mary. But he had no way to track her down. They were like... Yeah, the Where'd Irish immigrant go? used to work for us. And he's like, that's it, who it is because she's an Irish immigrant and she's dirty. Then an outbreak from a home in Park Avenue occurred and George was able to find her because oh. she was working for that family in Park Avenue. Wow. He met Mary in the kitchen of the Bowens penthouse and like the family was recovering and she was cooking or something. And he was like, Mary, stop what you're doing. And she was like, you can't tell me what to do. That's not how she sounded. Um, and he's like, you a need laddie. a... Sorry. She Damn had an it. Irish accent. Hey, laddie, you can't tell me what to do. You go and get your some... I'm really bad at accents. Anyway. Yeah, that was rough. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, Mary, stop cooking. You're making everyone sick with your poopy hands. And True. Yeah. And... Uh, he's like, I also need samples of your poo. And she's like, get out of my house. Get out of my house. Nope, that's not what she sounded like. If you she can't was, eat your dinner, you she can't was, eat your, she if was, you can't eat your meat, you can't have your pudding. Sorry. He was re- she was really mad at him because of how he addressed her. Uh, she grabbed a kitchen carving fork and chased him out of the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her because it does sound like he came on pretty strong. It, it did. It did. And, so like, I'm, on her turf. Yeah. And just, like, ew, like, you have poopy hands. This and, is my house. And also, like, very embarrassing yeah, and demeaning. You're making me look bad in front of my employer. You make me look bad. Go and get the new job. Go and go. And go. Nope. We need to stop. Um, George sort of, sort of stalked Mary. He found out that she had a boyfriend or at least a friend that she, that was, uh, a boy. And while Mary was not there, he went and had a chat with this man, trying to convince him to get Mary to give him poop and urine samples. But Mary refused to cooperate. She believed the outbreaks that seemed to be following her were due to contaminated water. Speaking of duties, (laughs) (laughs) he's not getting my poo. (laughs) He's not getting my poo. At the time, the concept of a healthy carrier was very unknown, even to healthcare workers. So, the like it asymptomatic wasn't a thing that they knew about. Correct. Um, it was it was no like to the professionals. Like, the scientists and stuff, it was a new concept. But, like, for the common knowledge people, they really didn't understand it yet. Plus, they didn't have, like, social media and stuff where they'd be like, today's new thing. Like, right. And, and I mean, they had news press and, you know, the n- newspapers. But it wasn't 
news traveled very right. slowly. Right. There were other in other countries they <laughs> <laughs> there were in other <laughs> countries there was other asymptomatic carriers. So Mary was the first one in the United States to Dang. be discovered. Congrats. Yeah. She's got to be good at something. There's got to be a first everywhere. Yeah. So George told the New York City Health Department about his findings and decided to arrest Mary as a public health threat. She was forced by five other policemen and even one of the doctors trying to track her down had to sit on top of her to restrain her to oh arrest gosh. her. Oh my gosh. She was transported to the Willard Parker Hospital where she was forced to give urine and fecal matter samples for four days. The massive number of typhoid bacteria that was found in her stool samples indicated that the infection center was in her gallbladder. Oh, no. Which was later debunked. They were, like, just made that, like, prediction up. They questioned Mary, and she admitted she never washed her hands after <gasps> using the bathroom because she was so busy. Oh, my gosh. Mary. That's Mary. gross. That is nasty. Um... But in her defense, the germ theory of diseases was still not fully right. accepted by the general public. Right. Like, sanitation has come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So, on March 19th, 1907, Mary was sentenced to quarantine on on North Brother Island, which is an island in the middle of a river. <laughs> they just sent her to an island. They're like, well, there was stay a, here. It was, it was, uh, there was a hospital there, and it was basically like a hospital for people with disease, uncurable diseases. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she was forced to give stool and urine, which is an island. <laughs> like, she, they're like, oh, you can live there. Here's a, here's a volleyball. His name is Wilson. <laughs> um, she was forced to give stool and urine samples three times a week. They suggested removing her gallbladder, but she refused because she did not believe that she was a carrier. She was like, I am not a carrier. Even though all the families that I live with developed this. Yeah. So, and they're like, if you remove the gallbladder. That's my dreams. Get into your car. I don't know. Well, they're like, if you remove the gallbladder, like, it will take care of it and you will no longer be a carrier. But later, after everything, they, like, realize, like, actually, we don't know if right. it was in the gallbladder. Right. So, they're like, all right, whatever. You can get out of quarantine if you promise not to work as a cook. And she refused. She attracted the media and she was dubbed Typhoid Mary. Oh, I've heard that before. Yep. Uh, in 1909, she attempted to sue the New York Health Department, but it was denied. While she was on the island, Mary had her friend also testing her samples that she was giving through a private New York laboratory, and all the tests came back negative for typhoid, which is very bizarre. Yeah. After two years and 11 months, a new New York State Commissioner of Health was appointed and had Mary released if she promised to never cook again. And she was like, all right, fine. So she finally agreed to never cook again. In February 19th, 1910, Mary was released and was given a job as a laundry worker, which paid less, only $20 a month instead of 50 She hated it. It was demeaning compared to what she was doing and was barely making her ends meet. 
So after a few years, she started cooking again. Oh, Mary. Mary. Come on now. At least wash your hands. At least wash your hands. <laughs> she stopped checking in with the health department, which was part of their agreement, um, and giving samples. And she was working under new last names, so they couldn't find her. She worked for numbers, a number, she worked for a number of restaurants, hotels, and spa centers. Uh, She changed her job so much, George couldn't track her down. Oh, no. And in 1915, Mary got a job at Sloan Hospital for Women, which is a maternity hospital. Oh, my gosh. And 25 women were infected and two (gasps) died. No. Uh, Mary. Mary. George was brought in for investigation, and he was able to narrow it in on Mary. But Mary fled. Luckily, though, the police were able to find her and arrest her when she was actually taking food to a friend in Long Island. Jeez. She was brought back to North Brother Island on March 27, 1915. Mary eventually accepted her fate as Typhoid Mary and did what she could do to enjoy the rest of her life on the island. She spent 23 years there. She lived in a private one-story cottage. And in 1918, she was allowed to take day trips to the main island with supervision. Uh, She would shop and go and visit friends. She got a job working for the Island Riverside Hospital. She She worked there... For pathologists that worked there, it's studying those with uncurable, at the time, diseases. Okay. And Mary suffered a stroke in 1932, and she was confined to a hospital bed until she died because she never fully recovered. On November 11th, 1938, she died of pneumonia at the age of 69. She was cremated, and her ashes were buried at the St. Freeman Cemetery in the Bronx, and nine people attended her funeral. Wow. And that is the story of Typhoid Mary. That was a good one. So, like, I get, like, I felt bad for her at first. But but then she started doing it and knowing that she was contagious and carrying it. And she worked for a maternity ward. For a maternity ward. That's why I... You're going to kill babies. Well, no, you won't kill babies. But you're going to infect mothers who give their milk to babies. Yeah, technically she didn't break any laws. Yeah, I was wondering how they were able to get away with arresting her. Well, they said that she was uh, uh, a threat to society's health. So, she... And, like, I was like, okay, how do I... She didn't break any laws. How is this true crime? But, like... She was purposely going out and, and right. cooking. She was killing people. And fleeing. Knowing, and changing her name and being yeah. very secretive about it. Yeah. She was being very... Knowing that you have something in your carrier, even if you don't believe that you are, people are saying you are, and they're, it's too much of a coincidence. You're killing people. Do your civil right. Do your civil right and wash your hands. Or community right, whatever it's called. Yeah. Wash your damn hands. Wash your hands, people. That sucks to be known as Typhoid Mary. Yeah, she hated it. She hated it. I would, too. It. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, So embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it's... Ugh. Yeah. Wash your hands, people. Yeah, wash your hands. 20 seconds. Yeah. And so that, that ice cream, that's why I said 
that I don't think that she rendered down that the peaches because they ate the pe they that's she served this ice cream and like people got sick. There's a couple more stories that I didn't include. So I thought you were going to say that she, like, put people in it or something. I was like, because you were being weird about it. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm sensing some foreshadowing. Are they eating people? Is it really people ice cream and not peach ice cream? Ew. Oh, I wonder. That would be so gross. gross. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I am so excited Mm. to hear your story. Okay. So... You guys should see Bree's face right now. She's looking all cutesy. I'm very excited. I found it fitting to wear this shirt. Oh, is no. our Let's Summon Demon shirt. Aww. Turn off all the lights. Light the candles. We're going to start now. I brought a Ouija board. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, I didn't. I promise. Yeah. I have a Roomba. Oh. For my blanket. Get yeah. it. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um. So I am doing my story on the demon house. <gasps> dum, dum, dum. The demon house. I've never heard this. Yep. Yep. Also known. Oh man, I, you know, I, I don't even, like demons. I, I don't. They're I, very mean. I to don't me. either. These are the stories that I really don't like messing with. But I felt it was necessary to do one because I've done spray? some kind of possession slash demon house in a while. I was actually thinking about it when I grabbed it earlier, but no, nah, it's okay. I'll do it afterwards if I need to. Um. What's the other name for it? Uh, the news called the house something different. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm calling it the Demon House because that's what the docuseries is called. Okay. It. So, first of all, I got a lot of my information from this docu. It's a it's like a movie. It's a docuseries type movie type of thing because it's like an hour and a half. Are you okay? Yes. I'm seeing the ring light. Yeah. Turn it down. It's fine. Or turn it off. It'll give you a headache. Don't give a headache. Get a headache. I already took medicine for a headache earlier. Oh, did you have one? I'm sorry. Um, a little one. Oh. I don't, I don't, you know how people are like, no, I don't need medicine for my headache. Like, I don't like headaches. Yeah, you like to try to prevent it before it comes. Yeah. yeah same. Okay. It's just, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, I got a lot of my information from this movie slash docuseries, whatever it was. It wasn't a series. It was a movie. And it was okay. by Zach Bagans. And Brie wants me to watch it later, you guys. We're going to watch it. There's no want. There's <laughs> Amy's going to watch it. Um, so after the following events occurred here that I'm going to talk about, um, the home became first came up for sale, and Zach purchased the home for only 35k to deeply investigate it. Um, okay. If you watch the movie, first of all, it's called Demon House, and it is free on Amazon Prime. It gives a warning prior to watching it saying that it is believed that demons can attach themselves to you through other people, objects, or electronic devices. Then Zach begins introducing himself and says that this is the case that really f***ed me up. And that this was the next Amityville. Oh my gosh. So, it in like, I will vouch, this is a really good movie. You guys should watch it. It has a lot of amazing information. He did a very good job covering this story, and, like, he did a really good job investigating, and he debunked everything that, like, you could possibly think of. Okay. Um, <clears throat> really like, good story. Like, oh, well, it's the faulty wires or something. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to start off by telling you about the Ammons family. Um, Adam's family? Ammons. Ammons. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, the Ammons family, 
Latoya Ammons, her mother, Rosa Campbell, and her three children ages at 7, 9, and 12 all are remaining unnamed. She wanted to keep them private okay. out of the news and whatnot. Although I think her mom mentioned one of the kids' names in one of the things, but like I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. Um, but they moved into a rental home on 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana in November of 2011. Oh. Oh, this so is like it's, recent. It's very recent. Uh, the okay. street was quiet and surrounded. Ugh, I hate that I put quiet on there. I didn't change that because it was the whole Gary, Indiana is a very bad, high, high crime rate place. So it's not very quiet. But it was kind of like a suburb type area, I guess, or low income houses area, I guess. But like families lived there. So, but also like Zach covered where there were like lots of shootings in the area too. So, like I said, high crime rate. But anyway, not quiet. Not, yes, but also like normal for the area. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to explain that. What was that noise? I'm super paranoid. I don't know. Is your door locked? My front door? Yes. It sounded like it came from outside. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It sounded like like, I'm so excited. (laughs) Maybe you should not share this. I shuffled your stairs a little bit, by the way. Oh, Bree. Yeah, because I almost die every time I go on them. Well, why are you going on stairs? Some of my children's. Um, I didn't get them much. I got as much as I could. because I feel bad for your mailman. Oh, they're gonna die, and you're gonna have to. You're gonna get sued. Well, I mean, I don't go down those stairs. (laughs) They're, like, humped over. Oh, no. So, like, you're going to, like, <laughs> they're easy to, like, fall. I always <laughs> have to hold the girl's hands. Anyway. Anyway. Any hooser. Well, you know who you need to talk to about that is Rick because they are the ones that go down those stairs. <laughs> I don't have to shovel them anymore. I don't That's have to weird. shovel them anymore because I don't you, have the daycare. You and, you, yeah, you go to work every day. You're a busy lady. It's actually Alice's chore. Talk to Alice about it. Alice. Pick it up with Alice. Put some salt on them. Would that melt them? Uh, probably not. I always wonder if that would work because I've thought about no, putting them on it, the back porch steps. It does. This is all gonna get cut I, out. I use salt all the time. Does it melt it? Yeah, dude. You, okay. You buy the you salt. You should put some fucking salt on your stairs, it, dude. It, not, You're gonna get sued. Not with that much. They probably <laughs> just grab the package and like sling it up to your front door. You know, it, with that much snow on them, <laughs> it would melt and then freeze. Oh, okay. So you have to you I like they scrape sh- it as soon as it melts. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. That's how our back steps are, and I always have to, like, dig Your dogs are going to sue you. Our dog, Dakota, slips and falls really easily, so we have to, like, dig at them really. She probably has bad hips, too. Yeah, Pip. Okay, so the street was, it's a pretty basic neighborhood, one-story, low-income homes. Um, Like I said in the docuseries, Zach talked about kind of being very high crime rate in the area. Uh, so come December or month or so month or so after settling in, the family noticed some black flies swarming in the front porch, continuing to return even after they believed they had killed them. And Compared this is, to blue flies, <laughs> they, were, they they described them as horse flies. Oh, um, so like big fat ones, really mean ones. Yeah, that bite. Yeah, yeah, I hate those things. Um, I'm so glad we don't have we do have those there here. We do. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we have bigger ones here. Um, so they would return over and over and they were on the front porch where it was just screened in. So it was cold outside in December and they were still coming and there's like snow on the ground. So that's unusual. That is very unusual. Um, Rosa, 
the grandmother called back. Oh, wait. She, whenever they were interviewing her about this, she recalled back and she was like, this is not normal. We killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming back. Oh my gosh. Uh, from then on, things got worse. The family claimed to hear footsteps on the basement stairs late at night and the doors in the basement and the kitchen like creepily creaked open, would open up by themselves even if the basement door was locked shut. <clears throat> Sometimes they'd hear banging when they would lock the basement door. Latoya, the mother, and her mother also claimed to hear dogs barking sometimes in the home. (gasps) And also, like, just there's no dog. They didn't own a dog, and then no one near them had a dog. And uh, Rosa had claimed to see a shadowy figure of a man pacing in the living room and coming out of their closet and they even found, like, wet boot prints on the floor from it. I don't like that. I know. On March 10th, 2012, at around 2 a.m., Rosa called into her bedroom where the 12-year-old daughter gra- or granddaughter was levitating above the bed unconscious. What? The family surrounded her and started praying eventually. Wait, the grandmother? Yeah. Granddaughter. The, the granddaughter. The 12-year-old granddaughter. Okay. She's the oldest kid. They found her levitating on the bed unconscious. The family surrounded her and started praying, and she eventually came back down. Oh, my god! And had no recollection of what happened. Uh, they were convinced something supernatural was here, obviously, and that they needed help, so they contacted some local churches. No one believed them. Like, a lot of people thought they were talking bullcrap. Well, it's 2012. Yeah. Not that, that it makes a difference. We're above that. No, we don't believe in ghosts. No. We don't believe in ghosts. That's no. a lie. But, I mean, really, like, it's 2000. It also, it's 2012. Like, who's going to make that up? I so mean, many people could debunk it. Yeah. It's but, mm, I don't know. I feel like, kind of like, it's like people say serial killers don't exist anymore. I feel like that's kind of the same way when it comes to, like, possessions. Like, yeah. you only hear about them. Like, years and years you, after one. Yeah, but also, like, the, it's, like, a, something that's happened in the past that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it still I don't happens. Know. I think we've just become, like, used to it or numb to it almost. Maybe. It's just a normal thing. It's not a big deal. That people get possessed? Normally, you just yeah. put on medication. People still get possessed all the time, man. <laughs> Do you see that often? <laughs> it's a real problem, guys. Seek your, fami- seek your local doctor or priest. <laughs> Your witch doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. So one of the church officials did believe them. And his name was Father Michael. Man- Man- I just have to remember the pronunciation. Pr- Manoy, I think. You didn't write it down. No. Um, Manoy. He came. I know that's wrong. Michael oh. Manoy. He came and visited the home and concluded that... Um, it had spirits in it, and to – I don't know if he suggested this. So a couple of the sources that I was looking into were, like, everywhere. Also, so I need to warn you guys, I might be jumping back and forth okay. to different things. Um, and they weren't clear on the timeline on things either. So um, one of the churches, or possibly him, I doubt it was him, suggested for the family to deep clean the home with like bleach and ammonia 
Oh. Yeah, and to use oil, like cook, like olive oil, to draw crosses on every door and window in the home. I thought that was blood that you had um, to do that with. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, de- that's definitely like a Catholic thing. Was he like, okay, um, first off, your house is just like really dirty. You so just let's clean let's the just, hell out of your home, please. Let's, yeah, let's use some bleach. These are dust bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> and dust also, demons. Let's dust demons. Oh my gosh. Um, they also suggested to pour olive oil on the kids' hands and feet and then smear it into the shape of a cross on their foreheads. It's like anointing them. Not ash? Mm-mm. No, that's only Ash Wednesday home slice. Like before I'm Lent. so confused why we're using oil for this right that now. It's a Catholic thing. You use oil for stuff like that. Oil? Yeah. I'm not Catholic, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm non- it's not it's denominational. Not, it's not Christian here. So the family also reached out to two clairvoyants who had said the home had over 200 demons inside of it. Bro. It was also discovered by a neighbor that a total of five people had died there or died while living in the home. And one of them being a young boy who died in the bedroom in the basement. <gasps> baby the clairvoyant suggested to make an altar in the basement as well as burning sage and sulfur throughout the home which she did which they did uh-huh. uh they put a table in the basement covered it with a white sheet and then placed it placed a white candle and a statue of mary joseph and jesus on it and had a bible open to solemn 91 and uh things seemed to settle down okay um at least for a few days. Right. Uh, the family then claimed that demons started possessing Latoya and her children after <gasps> this. The children's eyes bulged and they had evil smiles along with uh, their voices would deepen. No, I don't like that. Latoya said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. Her body shook and she felt out of control. The youngest boy would sit in the closet talking to a boy that only he that only he could see. And I guess the boy's name is Trey. Okay. And it would describe to him what it felt like to be killed. <gasps> this kid is like nine. Then when things got more violent, the youngest flew out of the bathroom like he'd been thrown. Oh, my god! And on another occasion, the daughter had a headboard of one of the beds smack her in the head so bad that she needed stitches. I don't know how the hell that happened. What the heck? Things got so bad that some nights they would spend the night in a hotel and possibly with the Ammons brother. I don't know again because there was like interviews done with him and he said that the kids had spent some time with him. So I'm assuming that this was the time that they spent with him. Okay. Um, however... Uh, he claimed that w- even whenever they would come visit him, they would still act like they were affected by this, especially the youngest one. Right. He said that even though they were out of the home, they would still get attacked. He recalled a day that when the kids were all in the living room, when the youngest started saying some weird chant, then the other brother joined in and then the oldest daughter joined in and oh they were gosh. just all like chanting and they'd also get into physical fights to the point to where the adults had to break them up and at and during one fight the youngest cursed at the grandmother which was something completely out of character do you think that they knew that they were fighting no 
No, not from like the interviews and everything. I don't think they knew half the stuff that was going on. The boys, correct? Yeah, the girl and boy. Yeah, boy. There's two boys and a girl. Oh my gosh. They decided to seek help uh, from a family do- from the family's doctor, who first wrote it off as them being delusional and hallucinating. <gasps> While at the doctor's office, the sons cursed at the doctor in demonic voices, and according to actual medical records. The youngest was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him. Oh, my gosh. The boys then passed out and wouldn't come to, so an ambulance was called and DCS caseworkers were called, taking them to the Methodist Hospital. DCS was called in to investigate with his family because they thought, like, you know, neglect and abuse is going on in this home and they're, like, being delusional about paranormal stuff. Right. Um, which it was all found that they were all healthy, no marks or bruises. Everyone was sound of mind. Latoya felt the need to anoint her sons whenever they got to the hospital with olive oil, and the nurses just kind of like laughed it off, I guess. Oh. Eventually, the boys woke up, and while the oldest seemed normal, the youngest screamed and lashed out. The DCS case manager, Valerie Washington, was interviewing the family, and while talking to the youngest he began to growl showing his teeth and his eyes rolled back in his head he then locked his hands around his brother's throat and wouldn't let go until some adults pried him off later the boys were brought into an exam room with washington and a psychologist and the grandmother the youngest boy began to growl again and told his brother it's time to die in a deep voice i will kill you then proceeded to headbutt his grandmother in the stomach The grandmother grabbed him by the hands and started praying. Then according to not only the witnesses, but it is actually on a medical record. Like, it says it. um, That the older brother had a weird grin and walked backward up the wall to the ceiling and flipped over the grandmother, landing on his feet. Like, he walked backward. Did this and did this. Like something out of the freaking Matrix. Like and he did this. It's on a medical report. Two people, three people witnessed it. I can't. I, I, can't. I know. That part really freaked me out. That, was, that part was cool. Not cool. Crazy. Um. So the caseworker and the hospital staff saw this and they pieced out. They were like, nope. They walked out of the room. Uh, and afterwards, the boy didn't recall anything. What? That, that poor grandmother. I know. I know. The poor f- whole family. That's I mean, awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, after this incident, a wellness check was, I think multiple wellness checks were done on the family sure. by the cops <laughs> and DCS and whatnot. Yeah. Um, or is it CPS? CPS. What? I keep on saying DCS. You do, but I. Um, I think they're both the same thing. They're, it just Child depends. Protective Services and. DCF is what I'm thinking. Department of Family. Something family. I don't know. I'm meaning CPS, guys. Sorry. I mean, here it's called OCS, Office there, oh, oh, they're all Child different. Services. I think it's DCF in Florida. Yeah. But it's, I'm saying DCS, so it doesn't all, matter. I mean, it's all the same thing. It just depends on where you're my at. My computer's further away from my eyes, and I didn't bring my glasses, so that's my excuse. Okay. And I've had some drinks. And you were driving us? It's like the episode of of the Parks and Rec whenever April and Andy go finally go yeah. get checked by the medical by the She's doctor. She's like, "You drove us here," and he's like, "Smudgy thing, smudgy thing." 
I don't know. And she's like, you drove us here. <laughs> no, my vision's not that bad. I'm just making an excuse. Okay, so after, like I said, after this incident, multiple wellness checks were done. Uh, and it was done by this the same CPS worker, Valerie Washington. And there was another one, but I think she dipped out too. I forgot what <clears throat> state this was in. Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. speaking of. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, yeah, Pawnee. Yep. And multiple police officers, including Captain Charles Austin, he played a big role in the in the documentary. So I'm just going to mention him a lot. They determined the kids should stay in CPS custody until further determination, which sucks for the family. Like they found that everybody to another foster. Yeah, they were just they just like stayed with someone until like things mulled over. But like. That sucks for, like, the mom and the grandmother, especially since they found that everyone was sound of mind. Everyone was getting taken care of. I think it was because they were out of school for a while. And they that's why they were doing, like, wellness checks. But they were out of school because they were possessed. <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah, well, you're not going to send your child <laughs> um, to school. My kid's sick. Oh, do they have the cold? No, they're possessed. They're possessed. By the devil. They by keep the, by a climbing demon. walls. I don't. I can't. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't understand. So. Okay. This they keep threatening to kill me. So I don't want them to threaten to kill a yeah. student. I don't understand why they would think that they're safer staying with strangers in a foster care home. Instead of being with family where yeah. it's going to be more strong. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't know for sure if it's something paranormal or because I mean like that's not something that like that can actually be like I, proven. Yeah, it just. <coughs> I know. I just pulled out my hair. <laughs> so frustrated for the so mom and the grandma. Sorry. I know. It breaks my heart. Yeah. So while there, the captain of the police mentioned going into the basement and he found that the room was completely concreted, which he found was super like normal. But then he noticed underneath the stairs was dirt. Like, the normal ground was there. And he's like, that's oh, weird. Yeah. The whole basement is concreted except for under this little section of the stairs. That is strange. Like, you could see it through the stairs and everything. Yeah. And so, uh, he believed that this, for some reason, because the basement had just weird vibes. And he believed that this had something to do with what was going on in the home. Mm, I don't know. The basement has, like, really it's weird It's just a vibes. weird vibe. <sighs> I just don't like it. It's I just, just really don't me. like it. Do you see that dirt? <laughs> Ew. Gross. Ew. Go get some bleach and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're both twiddling our hair. <laughs> uh, he, along with other officers on the site, be... Yeah, I'm at the right spot. Okay, so he, along with other officers on the site, began to dig under the stairs and found a press-on nail a comb, two children's socks, a heavy bar, a red tin, and women's panties. Sounds like a weird serial colors collection. collection. Yeah. Captain Austin also said that after he left the home one of the nights, he went to the gas station, and while he was parked, the radio station started acting up and went to static, and he heard a deep voice coming coming through saying, Who in there? Who in there? <laughs> Other officers <laughs> claimed to notice the doors in the basement changing positions randomly by themselves. Another visiting the home admitted to carrying around a tape recorder. And while walking around, they caught something on the recording whispering, Hey, 
just, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Uh, the priest, Father Man- Manoy, I mentioned, I'm saying it so wrong. I know this, I am. That and I right. knew I was going to. Who was helping the family was attempting to perform an exorcism on Latoya in the home, noticed she was developing an aversion to crosses. And every time he'd, because every time he held one up to her, she'd begin to convulse consistently. Oh my gosh. Um, he walked around blessing the home and told Latoya and her mother, Rosa, to find somewhere else to stay temporarily because it wasn't safe. Right. In the center bedroom, the police found that the blinds were dripping oil from the center. Um, what type down? Of, like, sorry, you're good. What uh, type of oil? So they they uh, it was like some kind of greasy fluid. Okay, I'm not okay. gonna say I won't say oil. They because well, well, yeah. you talk yeah. about olive, olive oil. oil. Yeah, and putting it on the windows, right? Well, so Leon. you would think that that's what it was. Um, so so they suspected it may have been Rosa putting on the oil like they told her to, uh-huh. um, as instructed. And so you know they wiped it down. Thank you for laying right back down. <laughs> So they wiped him down, and then the they put a Q-tip in the door and closed the door to see, like, if anyone would go in there, the okay. Q-tip would fall, and then they right. would go and put more oil on the blinds. Mm-hmm. So they were just doing a little test to see if it was her. So they returned about 40 minutes later. The Q-tip was still in the door, and there was oil on the blinds again. Well, obviously, they're <clears throat> going through the window. Correct. Yeah. This seems super logical. Yeah. They couldn't find anywhere it was coming from, including outside. They looked everywhere. They had no idea. And it wasn't even, like, the top of the blinds. It was the center down. It was just starting at a random spot, like, the center down of the blinds and just, like, dripping oil or liquid or whatever. I just really don't get it. Another CPS worker, the one who dipped out, uh, she also never returned. She had touched the liquid on the blinds. And she felt pain in her hand, and it turned white. As if, like, she had burned it and all the blood had gone out of it. What? Um, and she had gotten a lot of pain in it. And I guess that's when she dipped out. Yeah. And in another instance, while Captain Austin was there, he found that Father Manoy... Captain Manoli- Austin? Yes, the police captain. Okay. Captain Austin Austin. Was there. I thought you said Captain Aus- Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we could say that. He was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, he found Father Manoy outside standing and he had noticed that he was turning like sheet white and he asked what's wrong and father monoy said the blinds are dripping he's just like outside standing like in a trance and he turned sheet white and he's like the blinds are can he see them no what but like her hand turned white and his face turns white yeah so uh, feeling the need to further help the family, Father Manoy requests permission to perform an official exorcism on Latoya Ammons, which was granted by the bishop. And uh, he did do one because the first one was just kind of like him blessing her and whatnot. Uh-huh. So he got an official approval, and whenever that he was doing it, she felt that it was lifted from her. Oh, so okay. Now I've got more. I'm not done yet. Oh, jeez. I'm only about halfway through. Oh my god, I hate yeah, this so much. Yeah, it's a long one. Uh, so there was a previous. <laughs> Ew, I just snorted. Did you hear that? <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> so 
Uh, while Zach and the crew were there at the home, uh-huh. one day a woman named Mika and her children pulled up to the home randomly, and she had said that she'd lived there in the 90s, and uh, she'd heard about what was going on from the news and whatnot, because this thing had gone crazy sure. viral. They wanted to check out the home, and of course, Zach warned her and her kids he's like hey like the last family had kids here and they got like really affected by this are you sure you want to let everybody in the house she's like they're fine don't touch anything so she lets them in they all go in go get a little tour mika claimed that her friend who would often visit her whenever she lived there had heard footsteps in the home and heard noises in the home and that also mika said that she never liked the basement and would never go down there so they went down there of course <laughs> when they were down there you see in the camera she like jerks her leg up and like looks up at her son and she's like did you just kick me and he's like no i didn't kick you and she's like you kicked me and he's like okay <laughs> but he totally didn't kick her you can see like they roll back the film and nothing happened but you could see like her have a jerk reaction like something happened like something kicked yeah. her uh she had said that i then i quote I had dreams in the house where someone I know would die soon. (gasps) Then my brother, who used to live in the basement, was shot and killed. No one I knew would listen to me, and then it happened. That's why I don't go into the basement. Oh, my God. And that wasn't even the little boy that had died there. He's a different person. Oh, my Lord. While filming, Mika's mic randomly picks up a voice in the background saying, Run LaToya. Clear as day, too. Did she run? (laughs) <laughs> LaToya wasn't there. She wasn't living there anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you can also start to notice Mika, they were all kind of acting weird. Mika started acting weird and uncomfortable, like she had to get out and st- kind of got like dazed. But her daughter started getting really like weird and just dazed and acting like just very strange. Uh-huh. Um, they left, but two weeks later, Mika's daughter, Erica, attempted suicide by stabbing oh herself gosh. in her wrist, like puncturing them. Yeah. Like a hole. And then uh, also ODing. So and like she let Oh, herself two days later. Sorry, not two weeks. Two days later. So she let, she bled out then, I'm guessing? No, it's like um, puncturing yourself in your wrist whenever like a demon thing is happening is like a demon thing. Like it's like a Jesus because Jesus was crucified right. and he was nailed through his wrists or whatever she died from puncturing herself she didn't die oh she didn't she attempted attempted. suicide yeah yeah she punctured herself in her wrists and then she od'd three weeks later zach uh visited them and had them go see father minoy who performed an exorcism on erica okay uh she recalled before this all happened she got so angry with her mom she threatened to kill her and then she put a hole in her wrist and attempted uh overdosing oh my gosh while in the hospital mika and the the daughter's sister claimed to find a big six scratched in her back just one yeah uh, during the exorcism, Erica could have been a nine. Maybe if she would have flipped upside down. Yeah. So it's like, wow, and mom. Yeah. <laughs> during the exorcism, you can see because they filmed the exorcism, uh, you can see Erica's head just like randomly drop, like super dramatically. What? And then that's when the priest believed that like something left her and like everything was fine. Okay. So, Zach's investigation. 
Through further investigation, Zach had a specialist named Derry Taft come and try and debunk things in the home, which he couldn't. Uh, after he had had, I'll go more into that a little bit more. Okay. Uh, he had had a little bit of an episode. The doctor, he felt ill, and they all went upstairs. And Zach went to go step out for some fresh air, and caught on camera. Um, the cameraman Adam, his camera, while he's walking through, um, the doctor was still in the house, just kind of standing there, chilling out. And so the doctor starts walking through the house just like unknowingly and right. he goes to through the back hallway and kind of goes into the back one of the bedrooms and as he's passing through you can see in the camera this black figure come out of the bathroom and it goes through seven frames um going towards Adam the camera guy and the doctor. Nope. I sorry, I just I can't. Yeah. It, it, no. And it was like I, I, I yelled. I was like, whoa. Because it was like really crazy and really fast. And it's not someone's finger. It's not. It's nothing. Um, okay. So on the way back, whenever he turned around to come back, he touched the wall exactly where it landed. And then he got really sick. And he's like, yeah, I don't. I feel really bad energy in this room. He's like, I'm feeling nauseous and dizzy and all this other stuff. Uh, also, after this incident, the camera guy, Adam, begins to get affected by it. He starts to act strange, sneaks into the basement, which no one notices. He sneaks into the basement, and later they find him laying down in the basement in one of the bedrooms, just on the floor. When they... It's about to get heavy. When they return to the hotel that they're staying at, (laughs) Adam, the camera guy, starts vomiting blood in Zach's bathroom. And then he leaves and goes and, like, leaves his room to go Uh to his room, I assume. And Zach hears him start screaming, and he screams for Zach. And uh, starts acting way out of character. Then they find him. He's, like, cursing and yelling at random things and uh, saying he wanted to go back to the home. And once they got him settled, they, he made him turn off all the cameras, which, uh-huh. of course, they pulled the camera on their lap underneath the table, and they were still recording everything. Sure. Uh, the guy, Adam, the camera guy, had said that whenever he left the room, he went to the elevator. When it opened up, he had seen a tall goat man that looked so real, and he screamed for Zach. And uh, he said it wasn't coming for him. It was coming for Zach. Um, How did he know that? Just he felt it. He felt it. Yeah. So Adam had to be let go out during this investigation because of his behavior. It was not changing. He was still like something was coming over him and he was not calming down. And so he was becoming dangerously violent. Um, so now talk about foreshadowing. Um, foreshadowing? Or aftershadowing. <laughs> Since I'm telling you uh, this part of the story in the docu-series, in the very beginning... Uh, it starts out with Zach talking about in 2014, prior to this going viral, Zach claimed, prior to the story, like the story of the demon house going viral, Zach claimed that he had had a nightmare like a week before where he had seen a tall goat figure breathing black smoke into his mouth and he had woke up and like his lungs were hurting from it. A week later, 
the story breaks about the demon house. Within that week, Zach Bagans purchased the home, uh, sight unseen, and goes to it with a film crew. When he's on set, he received a text from a psychic medium, who was also a friend, who got word that he had purchased the home, and he sent him a warning. He said, um, end quote, be safe saw visions of this demon being very, very large, almost like a hulking type figure, horns turned back and uh, centurion feet. Be careful. I don't think it's an eight to ten, eight out of ten on the demonic scale and below Satan himself. Zach did not tell anyone about this dream. So this guy is seeing some kind of goat figure just like Zach's dream and he didn't say anything to anyone. And also, the psychic said he had seen something that was after Zach about it, and he didn't tell him about it. Oh, my God. Um, so, okay. I, I, how did the, how did he have a dream about something that hadn't happened yet? Yeah, that's the point. Because he's a sensitive, he's sensitive to it. How did that thing know that he was going to purchase... Hate it. Must be powerful. I hate this. Um, all right, where am I at? Because sorry, I, I forgot to move something around, so that's why I'm confused. Um, so we're getting to the final part of it. Okay. Uh, we all know during Ghost Adventures, they all have a lockdown where they turn off the lights, lock themselves in wherever yes. they're investigating. So Zach felt that since so many people were getting affected by this place, he should do this alone. Do so lockdown by him. Oh, so he boards up the entire house windows. Li- it looks like it's hurricane proof. Boards up everything, windows, doors. Screws himself into the house. There's no way he can get in unless the fire uh, fire department comes and gets sure. him, or they unscrew him out. Right. Um. So he wanted to do it solo, and lights off and everything. He oh can. He gosh. did tell the the police captain about it, and the police guy was like. If something goes wrong, you need to promise that you're going to contact me so I can tell the fire department to break you out. Right. So at first. Was it the same yeah, captain? Captain Austin. Yes. Yeah, he's cool. He was a cool guy. He seemed really cool. Yeah. So at first he. Uh, uh, um, Zach Bagans was really hesitant to turn off the lights, which I've never seen before. I've never seen him not like want to turn off the lights during investigation, but like one, he was by himself and he was completely boarded up in this house. And this house had had a lot of like crazy history. And there's so much more in the documentary that I'm not mentioning, but like it, this place affects him big time. Wow. Um, so he's very hesitant to turn them off, but eventually he does. Um, and during the night, as per usual, you hear the typical bumps and knocks, um, and voices, Right. One, one saying, that's my baby, which also was very clear as day. Like, they didn't need to break it down or anything. You could say, that's my baby. What? Um, while laying in one of the beds, you hear this raspy growl. And he begins to tell it. He's like, go away. And he drops his camera that he's got, his uh, infrared camera or whatever, right. or night vision camera. Drops it on the bed, and it's unfocused. But you can still see, like if there was something in front of you and then they have a surveillance camera in the room. Oh, okay. And so he's lying on a bed and he's got the camera next to him. That's unfocused. And you see this dark mass pass by and then he begins to 
experienced a lot of pain in his eyes. Oh, my gosh. And the next day, like, he's, like, saying, my eyes, my eyes. And he's throwing shit around and, like, freaking out. And the next day, they found that his eyes were crossing and he had double vision. And he had developed a eye condition called diploma, which is permanent. And he had to wear, he has to wear, like, certain kind of glasses for the rest of his life. So is that why he wears glasses? He wears glasses? Yes. Yes, there are other podcasts you make fun of for that. But I'm guessing that that's why now. What? So, um, But yeah, and the cause, they the, the doctors don't know because it's like not like hereditary or anything. And he didn't have any other issues, I guess. But What the heck? <clears throat> yeah, he, so he got completely like permanently damaged from this. <laughs> that's scary. Yes. Sorry. Okay, so I'm almost done. But I have a couple little things that I want to mention. Uh, there were multiple people affected by this, as I said before. Sure. The CPS worker who kind of dipped out was burned just after 30 days, suffered multiple injuries such as broken ribs, jets from a jet ski accident, third degree burns from a motorcycle accident and broken hand and a broken ankle. This all could be unrelated, but it was mentioned in the docuseries. So I felt the need to mention it as well. The home inspector, just after returning home from the house, had a tree fall down um, and almost hit his car while driving home. He was choked by an unseen force while sleeping, and he also developed cancer not long after. Oh, my gosh. The day before performing the official exorcism, Father Manoy was riding his bike and was randomly like thrown off by an unseen force. And when what? he looked at his bike, his seat was like turned the wrong way and it was just like something that he didn't do what just after leaving the home captain austin had slipped and fell on the sidewalk injuring his head he had to go to the er valerie washington washington the other cps worker was mentally disturbed by this um and she seeks therapy for it oh my lord uh kevin ammons the brother of Latoya Ammons. Uh-huh. He was staying with her at the time, and Zach and them were, like, interviewing him and getting information because Latoya and them weren't giving him information because they didn't want any contact with someone who had been in the house. Right. Um, he had gotten pretty much kicked out of his family's house because they didn't want any contact with someone who had had contact with someone with the house. Oh, my god! Because they felt that it could pass through, which, I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, one of Zach's close friends and a common guest on the show had heard about, um, the dot, the girl Erica who attempted suicide. And so she reached, she attempted to reach out to whatever was in the house and she believed that she had made contact. She even sent Zach a recording and, uh, she found there was a voice saying something's wrong. And after a few months she had been murdered, um, along with her roommate. Wow. Uh, Mika, the mother with the two, with the three kids, uh, her, oh, uh, I don't, I think I mentioned this earlier. Her brother was also murdered with one of her living there. Uh, the cameraman, Adam, appeared not to be the same ever again, kind of Uh, spiraling out, changing his personality, like having like 666 tattooed on him and just like very like satanic type of things and lastly dr taft um so i didn't get to tell you about dr taft he was doing like 
electromagnetic readings on the house and seeing like if it was normal if all the if all the numbers were normal or if something like chemically or the earth was causing some kind of weird phenomena sure. that was making people think there was paranormal going on yeah. which everything came back normal but he found after visiting the home, he found that he was bleeding from the ears, went what? to the hospital, and found that all of his organs were shutting down. <gasps> and now he's affected by the rest of his life from this. They don't know what caused or whatever. All right. So for the skeptics out there, there is a photo leaked that leaked out somehow um, that someone took of the home where there's like a figure on the porch. Um, supposedly, it's been proven that it's not a real photo. It has been like it's a fake doctored. photo it's like yeah it's doctored like there's it, the figure's not legit so um zach also had checked for mold infestations which the house did show lots of black mold that kind of stuff can cause hallucination hallucinations and mass hysteria but like right. it probably wasn't enough to do all that to every single yes. person yeah also zach oh Okay, here's where I mention it. Had the specialist come to the home, Dr. Barry Taft, who was had a doctorate in psychology, a minor in biomedical engineering, and had conducted 4,500 investigations involving this kind of thing. Okay. So this is like right up his alley, and he wanted to see if there were high levels of man-made electromagnetic or earth-made geo geomagnetic activity which could be causing the paranormal events. Sure. Um, he found everything was generally normal readings throughout the home. However, throughout the basement, there were areas where it would spike randomly, especially near him and Zach. Like something was like feeding off of them. Ew. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, also, the black mass caught on the cameraman's camera was studied by an expert and they could not debunk it. It was not someone's fingers not something on the lens. Right. Um, other things that have happened in the house include changes in emotions, feeling ill or dazed, flickering lights, electronic malfunctions, voices, footsteps, feeling sick or ill, hearing a dog bark, growling, cold spots, uh, the weird liquid dripping, figures and dark masses. And as of today, after the investigation, Zach had the home torn down and oh. demolished. And cleared so no one would ever be affected by it again. He got messed up by it. Yeah. Um, he did keep some things from it, though. Sure, of course. He's got a museum. He's got to yeah. display it. I would, too, if I went through all that trouble and I paid freaking 30, I mean, 35K is a lot for a house. But still, like, yeah. you're just going to go there and tear it down. Yeah. So he kept the basement stairs. He kept a uh, big tub of dirt from underneath the stairs. Okay. And he kept the table altar. Um, that they had had in the basement. Okay. And even with the house being gone, police are still finding people going to the property and doing satanic rituals. Of course they are. So, there's so much more in that series that I didn't mention, but I was hitting a lot of pages. So I was yeah. like, this is enough. I was, uh, oh, that was very freaked one. out all week. This is a fun one. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I always realize that I stay a lot more quiet, like, just during the ones that like that yeah because yeah. i just i can't i can't <laughs> there's no response to that there's yeah. no joking about this no this is not funny <laughs> um that is on the demon house guys it's on uh 
Amazon. Yes, Amazon Prime. It's yeah. free on there. But you can also watch it on like Vudu and stuff. It's everywhere, but it's free on Amazon. So okay. that's where I watched it. It's like an hour and a half. It's really good. He does a really good job covering it. He even had someone who was um, threatening for him to shut down the documentary that he was doing because they were like a big time film director type thing he doesn't uh-huh. say who but he's like you can't threaten me he's like i have you on film right now threatening me you're not scaring me and like it was funny that's in the docuseries mm-hmm. yeah because uh the family who lived there latoya Am- ammons right they wouldn't talk to him uh, but he was wondering if it was they were signing on with a deal with someone if that's partially why so oh because maybe they were signing on with someone else so the brother would talk to them oh okay yeah it's a good story yeah, very freaky, very yeah, freaky movie. Like, yeah, I don't like it. Um, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Do you want to hear a neighborhood story? Yeah. Um, do we want to tell people where to listen to us? Oh, you guys know where to listen to us. Duh, you're listening to us right now. Right now. But, but you know, if you want to donate, you yeah. can visit us on patreon.com forward slash WWT and podcast. And you can join the donor bus and get like Choo-choo. exclusive content videos of us messing up burping and whatnot it's super exciting we also have something that you don't have to be completely committed to but if you just want to buy us a coffee yeah you know we are officially on what is it buy me a buy coffee. me a coffee buy me a coffee forward slash wwt and podcast yeah um and that's just kind of like throwing us a little donation yeah. it could be a dollar it could be two dollars it could be a hundred dollars you know but you know it uh, goes towards the podcast, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and follow us on all of our social medias. Like, every social media platform is WWTN Podcast. Yeah. We have a, a Facebook group that we love um, interacting with our listeners in. Uh, that's What's With the Neighbors on Facebook. Um, and, you know, send us your listener stories. We really want to do a listener episode uh true crime or paranormal or, or neighborhood or neighborhood aliens anything we we want to hear about it that's at wwtnpodcast at gmail.com uh so at this is from next door and it says at what point does it become harassment so we lived in our house for almost three years now our neighbor has called the cops on us for numerous stupid stuff like our 15 year old having a slumber party and screaming during a food fight <laughs> and a uh, computer radio being too loud in the center of our house, etc. Well, last night was a new one. My husband and I uh, were deep cleaning the tile and grout in our sunroom last night as we plan on setting it up for a nail salon, complete with a pedicure chair. Anyway, our, anyways, our neighbor called us in as cleaning up a homicide. We, re- we literally have had three cops sneak up on us trying to catch us in the act. What? And there, is there anything that we can do at this point accusing us of murder? Dot, what? Dot, dot. What? They're just trying to set up their nail salon. Like, leave them be. Um, yes, 911. My neighbors are claiming it's a homicide. How do you know it's a homicide? I just did. I just do. It sounds like it's a homicide. It it looks like Did you hear people screaming? No. 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 No, no, I heard no noise at all, but I just, they just seem like the homicide 
tied. The only reason why you clean grout is if you're claiming <laughs> a homicide. Also, I thought you were going to die tonight, so I got scared. What? Sorry. That was random. Because <laughs> I lost my signal, and I, I was like, she's been in there for a really long time oh, at the place. Oh, yeah. Did you And I was you like, this it? is really sketchy. Yeah, it was just a really bad place. And apparently when you have no signal, it says SOS. I've never I had that like happen that. to me. Yeah, and it freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. So I locked my car doors, and I was like, oh, my God, my car's stuck. And I was like, this is the perfect this is the perfect this time. Is this, this is this it. is what's going to happen. I'm primed and ready to go for a serial killer to come get me. <laughs> so, like, I texted. I tried to text Josh my, the address, and it wouldn't go through. And I was oh like, shit, I'm going to die. This is the start of a scary and movie. Then, and then you popped out, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't going to leave you. I would never leave you. Thank you. Thank I would have gone there guns a-blazing, but I didn't have any guns on me. So, that would have sucked. You do have – you have two guns, always. <laughs> right and, and left. But the the kid that came out, he's like, don't worry. We wouldn't have left her hanging. And I was like, he's hanging. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> have a nice night. Oh, they were cool, man. I love that. That's so cute. Cool. Yeah, they were really nice. Uh, ha- so, bye. Have you checked in on the neighbors lately? <laughs> What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. I'm hungry. Freaking hungry, dude. Oh, I had steak.